Sam. Hello. What is my favourite anime series uh, that we've watched so far? Attack on Titan. Absolutely. Uh, so let's, let's talk <laughs> about uh, my second favourite series, which is obviously... Doctor Stone. Doctor Stone. No, it's that Death Note, actually. But then probably oh, in yeah. third or fourth, it's uh, Doctor Stone. Third or fourth. Food Wars, of course, is the... Yeah. Uh, is the is Are we just going through the, the shows that we've just, watched? Just a list that we've, that we've watched before. No, Doctor Stone is something that has clearly resonated with you quite a lot. You've yeah. actually followed through with it and you've actually watched season two and the special that recently yes. came out. And with season three coming just around the corner in April of this year, yep. let's talk about why we love Dr. Stone. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, this is just, a ch- I mean, we, we're not going to go episode by episode. It's far too much content there to, to, to unpick. But um, I think at least just 30 episodes. At least. I think we just want to talk about like the themes and what, just see if we've got the same opinion as to what makes Dr. Stone mm. great. Um, because there are certain things, certain elements to me that stand out as to why this show has become so popular and also what, yep. um, what I love about the show and what keeps me gripped. They, they might, they might be the same as yours, but also I think there's a lot that speaks to people's personality in this as well. Like I think mm. for me and you, we're quite nerdy in the fact that we like sort of science and yep. learning about the world and how, how it's all, uh, how it all comes together. The, like that element of discovery and, and kind of like pushing humanity. Yeah. Even if it's just the idea of quite... that, because we, I don't know whether we'd, yeah, yeah. we'd both, we'd both say that we, we, we were massively informed on those topics, but it's definitely oh, absolutely not like I, I flunked chemistry horribly <laughs> back, oh, in, back in sixth I, form. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, GCSE. Phew, yeah. Fine. Enjoyed that. Got as soon it. As, we got, as soon as we got to A level, and we had to engage another another layer of um, intellect. Actually, it, you know, applying what we knew. Yeah. We, nope. Nah. <laughs> um, but, but I know what photosynthesis. I know that the mitochondria was the powerhouse of the cell. Like, <laughs> I feel like I have a the decent tagline baseline. of every every OCR te- OCA <laughs> textbook. Is it OCA? All the diff- OCR. Yeah. OCR. The, the, the AQA. The body it? of the UK. Yeah. Oh AQA. God. AQA. Oh God! Oof. What you don't want is to get stuck with Edexcel for maths. Oh, it's just they didn't Jeez. know what they were doing. Game over. Yeah. Anyway, weird British references aside, shall yes. we kind of think about Doctor Stone? Like, yeah. Will, what so is that's the, so that Doctor is the first, Stone? So that's that, that's the first thing that I want to talk about. Then, so for me, the element of science that they bring into this show was a massive selling point for me going in because I, mm-hmm. I just thought this as a concept that let's break down the concept of dr stone the world is reset to zero we are now we are essentially back in the stone age yes but it's also the far-flung future so yes yeah yeah. for those who i'm assuming most people who've clicked on this have probably seen dr stone to an extent um a big green light flashes and we are transported to four thousand years in the future where (laughs) nature has reclaimed the majority of the planet, we are back at square one and some humans are starting to emerge from these stone cocoons mm. and they have to survive. And yeah. luckily, we are met with um, two protagonists to begin with. We are met yes. with Taiju and we are met with Senku. Um, yes. Do you want to tell us a bit more about those two? So I think Senku is the protagonist that we follow throughout the whole series and the special mm. he is what do you mean 
Oh, eventually, because at the beginning they're, they're, they're together. Yeah. Um, Taiju, it looks like he's going to be the protagonist and mm. he's your typical hot-blooded shonen protagonist. Yeah. If I, do, if I try hard enough, then I, I can achieve anything. Yeah. And I think what this show does brilliantly is very early on, it separates them and goes down a different path. Mm. Um, that is a bit more unique i would say and a bit more dang- a bit a bit of a riskier move than just going down that yeah. shonen hot-blooded character route which would have still got loads of views would still have been um entertaining for a lot of people but i think anyone of maybe a bit more of a mature audience might have mm. lost interest if it went down that route i think but I don't know whether you know anything about the way that the writers went about the plot, where at what point they made those decisions and things. Because I think the premise of the show only works this way. Because yeah. you have Senku is this science-obsessed genius who, by all intents and purposes, is... He break. He is only there because he is clever. Because he breaks out yeah. of his cocoon by That's how he just breaks out the sure it, determination. His brain and counts, has been brain working at such four thousand years. Yeah, and I can't even remember the details of it. There's, there's something in particular that he is producing, some sort of hormone that produces when yeah. his brain works that so, mixes so, with the bat acid. The the, the yeah <laughs> with the guano. <laughs> yeah, it's like Ace Ventura too. It's suddenly. <laughs> Batshit plus brain power equals I break out. Absolutely. But um, yeah, for Senku and for most of the characters who break out naturally uh, during the first half of the show, the idea is that it's prolonged uh, activation of the brain. So if the brain has been going and working for long enough, if there is the tiniest bit of nitric acid introduced whilst your brain is switched on and is still thinking, for Senku, for his case, uh, it's counting. He's been mm. counting the seconds ever since he's initially frozen. And then at some point he also starts parallel thinking. So like he yeah, puts yeah. one half of his bla- brain to counting the time and the other half of his brain is like, okay, I need to wake up in this season. And then when I wake up, I need to do this, 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 and this. And so when that all comes together and he eventually does wake up, we are introduced to this character who, for all intents and purposes, his cheat code is, I know everything about science. I know everything about modern science yeah. to a ridiculous degree. And that's yeah. the, the barrier of entry, I feel, for Dr. Stone. is If you can get on board with the fact that yeah. Senku is a walking encyclopedia of scientific knowledge, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. Because it's unrealistic and to also anybody an inc- the best problem solver in the world. Because even having that knowledge of science yeah. doesn't mean you can practically do these things. And he has to solve... Yeah. Even in the very first few episodes, you get him like coming across barriers, like with the uh, with the distillation of the um, of the acid and mm. stuff, and making wine. And he has to like uh, the the urn cracks and things like that. So it, very early on, he has yeah. to battle problems. And we see that this is going to be we see the pacing of the show sort of start to become clear that it's going to be a long, slow process. It's not like it's just going to be modern modern society. Core idea of science is this idea of trying things again and again and finding what works. However, the show... 
Mm. I was just going to say it does change that that does change and it does speed up as the show goes on and it becomes more yeah. successful. It becomes more, okay, we're just going to, we'll tell you that it takes a long time, but we're not going to show you that because but we'll, that we'll would be boring. Skip the, <laughs> the boring parts of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's something that the show earns because it yes. spends so yeah. long in those initial days of, we have the flashbacks of like Senku working for hours to find out the nitric acid uh hack and then he's like finding tools and he's it takes him like almost a year to revive taiju and to like get him involved yeah but again senku being the problem solver that he is he knows that he needs physical strength to allow his science to thrive and so even once he's separated from taiju in a genius move by the author like we we already touched upon his focus is on manpower and being able to like just give simple jobs that after a long amount of time will pay off in a scientific breakthrough. So physical labor and having a, a team of people who can just work to create the conditions needed for yeah. humanity to evolve to the next step in this stone age time in a fast paced manner. Yeah. So Again, going back to Senku as a character and that and that whole him making this show without him, if we if we'd kept them together or made Taiju the sen- the epicenter of the series, mm. it it doesn't work because what I love about this show and what I think most people get from this show is that is that Ground Zero. It's um, mm. it, it, that what 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 those um, we've talked about this before, and I related it to those. Um, big uh, online platform games where you build up civilization um like you uh, oh World like, of, like civilization we're talking yeah. about like uh yeah the, the literally civ 5 and stuff like that like it's, yeah it's, it's, it's a uh a looking down and creating spore was another good example uh where you build up an entire society and then you are trying to thrive when there are other yeah. People and you go through you. you go through different uh eras the and different, different ages ages yeah. yeah exactly yeah like age of empires that was uh, that was the thing that that's the that one age of empires yeah. civ those kind of games because yeah. it, 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 you said ages. very much has uh a lot of calling cards to those style of games and even within the show and the manga itself um they even reference traditional video games like when they have a new breakthrough it says on the screen electricity get or light bulbs yeah, yeah, achieved yeah. or, or yeah. water wheel created and yeah. you really feel and especially because we see senku struggle for those first like six months we really feel how fast technology is coming back to this world yeah and that progression it, it, i think I is think, something that really draws you in i think what's also incredible is that because it's such a small scale Senku's inventions are to fit the needs of the people. So it's not going in time yeah. order. Like he jumps around from like electricity to like, and then phones to, and then back to phones, something else yeah. to, to antibiotics and whatever shelter and weapons and things. And um, I think that in itself could have like, I, I quite liked the idea of seeing a progression through the ages, but the fact that he's just so ruthless with everything and we see it in his, in his attitude yes. to everything. He's just like, we need this. We're going to do this. We need to create this. And 
see him so excited by it all. And that is the, that is another element that makes this show great. It's the hyperbolic. Exhilarating. Yeah. The (laughs) 10,000, 10 million percent, um, argument that like everything is just so hyperbolic and so intense when it comes to the science. A lot of the other stuff can be Mm. fairly chilled and fairly, but the science is the exciting part. And that is what Senku is obsessed with. And we see his passion and everything come through. And Mm. that, but it's also accurate. Yeah. 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 So the science, like another layer to everything. They have a specific consultant to do that. Can you imagine if this series didn't, wasn't scientifically accurate if it was just they used something to do something and it was like there was it would feel so less impactful it'd be like okay Mm. great but that's not possible but 90 percent of the stuff that they do in this show you can replicate at home i would say like put the time and effort to it it would take longer i would say it takes that longer but i would say there's quite a lot of of, show right I, i would say there's quite a bit of um look and chance that they negate so i think for things yeah. like the lightning for the, creating the electromagnet um with the lightning strike yeah for the lightning two, strikes and things like that yeah um, to create the generator like that needs a lot of look and specific circumstance but it's technically and scientifically possible it's just mm. you might not be able to replicate it uh, and you might need a, million, a, a thousand tries to get it to work yeah, first time to, to get there and and that calls into the premise of the series almost is that that each character like unlike a lot of shonen shows where every character has a different special ability like maybe in naruto it's uh oh, my ability is the rasengan or the chidori or whatever in dr stone the special ability is okay i've picked one aspect and on my stat sheet I have chosen to put all of my points into this one stat. So for Senku, it's scientific knowledge. For Taiju, it's my physical prowess. I'm not smart, but I can do stuff. Um, mm. For uh, Yurizuha, it's I can craft things. Yeah. For Chrome, he's a good What's gatherer Chrome? and he's a good outside of the box thinker. For is he a bit Yusei, of a. Is he, is he a like a leader? Is Chrome the first all-rounder though i would he love the science he he is the most natural i would say out of everybody because he doesn't have maybe any specific skill he's a jack of all trades but his focus is bringing a natural observation to senku's insane high level science like oftentimes in the show we see Chrome solve problems that Senku doesn't see because Chrome's coming at it from a very naturalistic point of view. Whereas Senku's just like, well, in the modern day, we do this, this, and this. He he can't see it from a lower level. He has to do it on a purely theoretical level. Whereas Chrome is, he's forged in going out and collecting. Yeah, so I think I think for me, Chrome is the other essential character to this series. I think the Senku is the main protagonist and then Chrome is the next level, the next layer on top of Senku's brilliant science. So for everything you said is Mm. absolutely right. He sees it from a more uh, grounded point of view. You know, he grew up in this stone age. He knows nothing of 
the the future of the science of, of science and he's not been spoiled by decades and centuries of exposure to beautiful sunsets yeah. and things so that the, the epitome of this is when they in the end of season two when they are in the hot air balloon and they see he oh. sees the sunrise over the and he uh, figures horizon. out that the world is and he knows <sighs> that the uh, earth is spherical and the, and his just awe and um, mesmerite mesmeration is that the word being yeah, mesmerized by it being mesmerized. you are absolutely right i think without chrome to be there and for chrome to actually spell it understand out. the importance of each of these scientific discoveries but that i think happen it, and it's it's also for the audience's benefit i think he spells it out for the audience because without him mm. you'd be like oh yeah it's a pretty sunset but with him there vocalizing he's never that, seen this before of and showing what this means, it, it turns that mundane. Yeah, it's a sunset. We've all seen everyone's Instagram where they've got a pretty sunset, and we've all seen, you know, mm. pictures from space. Great, yeah. But we've been spoiled by that. He's not. He's completely new to it. And I think having that there, without that, it it the show isn't as good. The show isn't the as show entertaining. Falls apart. It falls apart to a certain extent because, yeah, you can do all of these inventions, but you get to a certain point where it's like, okay, he can make anything. He's made this now. He's made this now. He's made this now. And the but if impact you don't have of those inventions genuinely feels never, like they are being like the, the awe of that invention. Yeah. If you don't have a character who genuinely feels that awe, then it falls apart because obviously yeah. we all know what cola tastes like. We all know exactly, what ramen yeah. tastes like. Like. We've all again. We've all seen so exactly. Again, uh, does that for the for the cola thing as well, doesn't it? Although he, actually, he's from the modern day, so he does know what cola yeah. tastes like. But it's the same sort of thing. <laughs> you see, you see the but, the yeah. excitement and exhilaration. I think that moment in the first season where Senku fully explains what the Earth used to be like. Yeah, and he explains like literally what a light bulb is, and the fact that we had aeroplanes that could fly in the sky. And Chrome breaks down crying, thinking, this is amazing. This is wonderful. This is what we had. And he sees a path to getting back to that level. Yeah. That emotional core, I think, carries through the next few seasons. So, like, even when we get to the special, the uh, the Ryusei special that has just come out, yeah. we still get those moments of Chrome in the balloon conquering things through science and then appreciating them and not just saying yeah we did it because senku was here he's like yeah. he's still f- getting ideas and he's like this is what i want to do and this is we can still go that much further and, and you just, know what he's, he's also uh, when we talk about him being an all-rounder he's also the most um what, what do you call them like plain plain characters where like you can project onto because he's like his character design is pretty uh, basic. like an insert. Yeah. Yeah. And like he's not got um that one thing. He is quite rounded in his sort of personality. He's very extreme mm. and a bit sort of uh insert you know like He's still very his, anime, isn't he? He's still, yeah, he's still very, very like, anime. I am an anime character. But out of all of them, he is that sort of character you can sort of project onto and I think that's deliberately done so that you can mm. get the most out of this perception this perspective of him just being amazed by everything that uh, Senku does and it's not even it doesn't it's not so far anyway it doesn't feel 
repeated it's every single invention has mm. something that he likes about it something he can say something that he's uh he can take from it and i think yeah one side you've got senku who without him the series doesn't work but as the series gets on you need chrome there to back up everything Absolutely. that he's, he's doing and be mesmerized by it um yeah it's great i think that that also speaks to a level of where we are kind of as a society almost as well is that a lot of us th- like assume that oh we've had a basic education we think that we are above average in terms of what we know and to then see chrome who is kind of at that same level he has like an above average for his village understanding we can project onto him much more so then when senku is doing all the high science we're like oh yeah we've heard about this from our own schooling and then we get to see the unique solutions to that it's it's it makes chrome that little bit more relatable because he is literally just above our own i guess generalized understanding of what science is like what we learned in high school what we learned as we were growing up it's... chrome's above that i no no, no. I mean, i'm he saying he's that. at that kind of that kind of same level like yeah we did yeah, chemistry so biology yeah. and physics to a degree and Chrome has kind of figured that out by himself. And so when we meet him, we're also at the same level as him. We're like, we understand that there's more going on. It's not magic and gods and, and this, that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So he's, yeah, he's you're right. He's, 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 moved, he's moved on from a lot of the tribes people that we see that see it as yeah. magic. And he... And to be fair, when we first meet him, he doesn't call it science because he he, he calls it magic. Yeah, and he calls he it is magic. Ve- yeah, yeah, he's very sort of here, here's my pretty show of pretty coloured paints and stuff that I can make explode. Mm. And but what what is great about him is that he very quickly realizes Senku's ability and is like, okay, this is what I've been trying to get to. This is what like I, I need the goal. I, yeah, he's like he sees Senku and it's like, you're explaining things that sort of make sense to me now. Whereas like, I think if Senku explains it to anyone else, they're like, what are you talking about? But now Chrome has seen these things. He's, he's done lots of practical physics. He's like the first, he's an experimenter. He's tested things out and he's learned, he's, he's discovering things. And now Senko's coming in with theory and reasons why. And like, He's going like, like with, oh, sorry, I've just got goosebumps. Like when, like with the whole <laughs> water wheel and stuff where he comes up oh, with it just by yeah. understanding the principles He comes of up with that idea by himself. Like we as an audience know that a water wheel exists, but Chrome, just from what Senku's taught him and his own experimentation, he comes yeah. up with the water wheel. What are yeah, the he, most important like he, inventions in history and he comes up with that, and Senku didn't think of it because he's still operating on such a high level yeah. of science. But he's, he's <gasps> I think, I think it just shows that so he's got good. like these fundamental understanding of physics and the world and science and how it how it operates because he's practiced so much and because he's messed around and tweaked with stuff. And then Senku comes in and it's like, oh yeah, you've done that. that like I, I'm imagining like um, I don't know a, a chessboard and. He's got lots of pieces, but not necessarily all the pieces. He's got some pieces here and there. And he's like, yeah, this does this and this does that. And then Senku's coming in and be like, oh, yeah, that's chess. It, you do do it like this and this. And he's like, of oh, course. Like, like yeah. you actually have a rook and, and a queen. And, filling and like, in the gaps. He, he's like, and, and this is how they move. And he's explaining stuff so that Chrome can thrive within 
what he already knows and, and add yeah. on to the new knowledge he's getting. Yeah. Mm. It's a great relationship so, and it's, it, it makes the series fantastic. Absolutely. Um, so to, to keep thinking of characters then, obviously one of the main threads throughout series one and two is Sukasa, mm. our kind of our big bad, our antagonist for a lot of it, but initially starting as a, a as an ally. Um, I guess what I want to know from you is what did you think of his development, especially yeah. because for most of the first series, he kind of just takes a back seat. Like we know he's there, but. Yeah, he's, he's, he's gathering troops. He's gathering a, f- a force, um, in order to go against Senku. Um, and in, and by the end of, uh, Stone Wars, we see that come to mm. fruition. We see that battle. Um, Sukasa, I think, is a great character because of his moral, the, the quest- questions around his morality and his ideology. Yes. Like he wants to have this perfect world where, a pure you know, world. A pure world where we create everyone, where everyone, we only revive people who we know want the best for the planet. We don't go back to the old ways where I think, I think there is this sort of two ends of the spectrum where Sanku just wants to bring everything back. He just wants to get science back to where yeah. it was, bring everyone back and carry on where he wants to restore off. the status quo. And I think there is, a, we, 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 I think we've talked about this uh, before there is this happy medium that I, this idealistic but medium where you do a mix of both and you try and create a new world by bringing people back and doing yeah. things slightly differently. But that is potentially unobtainable because people come back mm. like uh, Tsukasa says, they come back with their own desires and their own goals and their own objectives and, and it's, the, the old way of thinking, right? So it's yeah, like yeah. they come back and they're like, I want things to go back to the way they were. Yeah, so I, this, I want I'm my CEO, land back. I, I want to be back. the CEO again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, we, we can we can spend ages getting into what we think about the moral... The philosophy of it. Philosophy of it all. <laughs> but, and it, it is fascinating. And I think it's such a cool thought experiment as to where you stand on this 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 spectrum. But... Um, I thank you for a Sukasa. Yeah, Sound but I, I think the comments below. <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, that's Twitter for you, isn't it? You either have to be a Senku or a Sukasa because yeah, you, you can't be the, anything you're in between. You're either 100 one, you're 100 yeah. the other. <laughs> yeah, there is no in between on Twitter. Um, but there is no nuance. But I think here in the show, it's just great to see that play out. Like, I don't yeah. personally, I don't agree with both with either of them wholeheartedly. But it doesn't matter. These are your two spect- ends of the spectrum, and. In mm. the end, they're the only two people who are conscious. So, yeah, <laughs> like you got to like it's the, the lesser of two evils. Almost, you've got to be like, okay, am I going to go with restoring everything, or am I going to go for purity? And obviously, the show decides to follow the bring everything back route. Can you imagine a flip series? Like, like Suka- they they change certain things to make Sukasa not a knob, and they like they <laughs> they-, <laughs> they make him less of a dickhead. Yeah, and they bring they bring it. Sukasa is the point of view character, and Senku is this evil genius. He's like Frankenstein, and he's like he's like trying to just bring science back for the hell of it. And Sukasa's there, like, no, dude, we need to slow down. We need we just need to bring mm. back people slowly and bring back a society that we can work with and not worry. We can shape the world in what we want and make it a better place. Absolutely, like, like it could like easily the framing be of the show. Very, very easily 
just be Senku as the bad guy. Yeah. And I think that's why the show is as good as it is, because Senku often uh Toes in that his own line very way. Yeah. He pretends to be this like megalomanical madman. Pretends <laughs> trying to like force people to work too hard or do this. But if you think about what he's trying to do, yeah, maybe he isn't always right. Maybe no, he is we see we see it in the wrong. His ins- insanity come out when it's like, oh yeah, this thing can actually dissolve bodies and stuff people and he's like yeah, excited by that sulfuric acid yeah um <laughs> so i think the that whole yeah moral situation is is is, is so interesting and i think yeah it'd be, it'd be really fascinating for the characters to explore that more moving forward especially because by the end of season two they're kind of on the same page not on the same page they've definitely got different ideals but they're they're definitely mm. They've buried the hatchet. But there's more unity. Absolutely. And, you know, Sukasa's arc to bring it back round to him being frozen at the end. Yeah. And because he's he's got... scene. He's dying. Has he punched a lung or something, I think? Um, Yeah, I think Hyoga had hit him. And so he was bleeding out. And so the only way to save him, uh, Senku realized, was... Okay, so what we'll do is we'll put your body on ice. We're essentially going to do an attempt at cryo-freezing you. Yeah. And then which we'll try and bring you back done. later. <laughs> yeah, like, which has still not been successfully achieved. So we'll see how okay. that goes. Um, how long have we got until Walt the, Disney wakes up? Three years ago. All <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So he's all right. Yeah. That 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 went well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's all good. He's back. He's back, and he's uh, bringing back the third, fourth Reich or oh, whatever God. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Walt um, Disney was not a good person. Look it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a controversial opinion. <laughs> just anyway. Just a fact. Um. So. Yeah. So, frozen. Sukasa gets frozen, and we kind of enter into the special, the the prior to season three, with meeting. A new subcast of characters. We mm. we meet Ryusei and we meet uh, Francois as well. So who's Francois? The idea is, I'm not sure if uh, was Francois fully revealed. Maybe not. But Ryusei, uh, at the very least, was uh, Francois. Brought in You've in just idea. spoilers, Sam. Is that from the manga? Have you read the manga? I, I finished the manga, yeah. So the manga ended this, uh, not this year, last year, 2022. Oh, wow. And uh, it was, yeah, it was very, very powerful. Yeah, I don't know. I think we Francois. see Francois. But um, the main thing is we get introduced to Ryusei. So we've had all of this conflict in the stone world and the uh, f- philosophical debates of whether we should like have science or be a pure world. And it all culminates in a big battle where... Senku uses his scientific knowledge to defeat Sukasa and the yeah. uh, the ones who want to cling on to the stone world. And so well, that it ends, leads it us ends into up, the special. So hold on, hold on. Let's just go back because we need we need to just relive that moment where Senku is talking to Sukasa because that moment at the end of season two. When I when I was doing some research uh, for this. I was watching some reviews. I say research. I was watching some YouTube reviews. And one mm. one of the comments was that 
season two is a bit different to season one in that it's not as jokey and laugh laughable, especially towards the end. Like, yeah. But it, it doesn't necessarily take it's very away much from focused it. on that battle. Yeah. But it, there's this, the series at the end is really poignant, really sort of Senku's there laughing and joking as Sukasa effectively mm. dies is cryo frozen. And it's such a heartfelt moment. Like, of all the moments in there, there's probably only one other moment in this series that comes close to that, um, which is the end of season one. And, and would it, that be the astronauts? The astronauts. So mm. before we get into the special, I think we need to just talk about, like, I think a lot of people who watch this show will understand this, but people who don't might just see it as a joke like it's it's fun it's yeah it's exciting it's colorful like the animation is pretty cool i like i like all the yeah the the, the artistry this the everything styling. is very on model like yeah uh, we have our character sheets uh the manga of course was drawn by boichi who is a south korean artist who is insane at what he does so to right. try and even create a, a, a sliver of that in the anime is a gargantuan task. And what they did is they went for a middle ground. They're not going for the hyper detailed artwork of the manga, but they are going for something that is very detailed and everything is always on model. So that means that maybe we're not getting the most Sakuga infused, insane fight scenes and like dynamic camera angles, Mm. but every shot looks very good. Yeah. And it looks pretty. It's very detailed and it's and the colours are great. And that the the colour scheme is amazing. And to yeah. link that into the soundtrack, especially as we're coming into talking about the astronauts and their story. Yeah. The way that the soundtrack like entangles itself with the essence of the show itself. <laughs> sublime. What a sentence. Um yeah, so the, the astronauts <laughs> is another big thing. The uh, is it Ichigami family or is that Yes Ichigami Ichigami Senku. That mm. that's his family name, right? Yes. Yeah. So that whole plot was kind of a bit out of left field. Um Yeah. But it ties together so well. Um we don't need to go into detail, I'm sure people know know, know how, how it goes. But I I think some of that, um, the emotive, the emotiveness of that, where like you see them looking down at the earth and you see it happening from their perspective. Yeah. And it, it, it gives you that sense of sort of foreboding, that sense of loss, because yeah, you know, Imagine that this is all, all the last like six people in existence. But like, it's knowing you... that as much as you're enjoying this story, it takes you back to that reality and that these people went mm. through it and that they're not there anymore. It's like, these, this is Senku's dad. Great. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that was 4,000 years ago. Yeah. Ah. And, and, <laughs> and up until this point, there was every chance that he was going to come back because he could have been in stone. But now yeah. we know that he wasn't turned to stone. So there's no, it's so Senku's never going to see his dad again. And these people are never mm. going to be alive again because. So it hits that they much harder frozen. when they uncover the, the record. And they yeah. can hear those last messages that they yeah. left behind. Yeah, it's so bittersweet because it's like they survived and they lived out their lives, but now they've gone and they can never be brought back. And that is the message of the show, right? Is that idea that science and by accepting science and, and by pushing the envelope forward, your legacy, 
you yourself can survive onwards thanks yeah. to the development of science and the development of technology we can exist beyond our corporeal forms we can keep <laughs> going via recordings and videos and whatever and in this very simple moment of senku finally getting to hear his dad again after however many years that he's spent trying to rebuild scientific technology we get that really pure human moment of him finally cracking and like he cries as he hears his dad's voice and we hear a song we hear the song yeah. of the pop star Lillian Lillian and it's a bad recording and mm. she doesn't have any music going along but it is that testament to humanity in that music and tech and everything comes together and that's what Dr. Stone is about it is about celebrating almost us as a species and how we mm. can persist the good, the bad and the ugly and we all bring it together and when it works you get Lillian's song or Senku's yeah. dad's message yeah. or yeah. I think I think the even the, talkies, it's that plot line brilliant. as a as a device is also just really well thought out in itself though because you've got mm. these people that like it could have been anyone but the fact that it's like I think your your brain automatically goes to well how did they survive how did they make the record and then you're like well actually these guys are scientists these guys are uh, inc incredibly qualified they're actually like the top of their field <laughs> in fact they're probably the people most likely to be able to do this sort of thing and the way they they do the flashback and they have the whole episode i think it's just the one episode but wh whatever but they flash yeah. back to how they crash landed or how that how they decided mm. to first of all leave the international space station, leave the space station, yeah, come back down, and they're like, we've got escape pods, we'll go down one at a time. Then they have to row out and save one of them, and it's like, and then and then they they they're on the islands and they have to start from scratch. It's basically Senku, but without Senku, it's mm. he has they have to start their own civilization. But they and they they are and 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 do you know what? That's another great comparison between Dad and Senku because it just shows how good Senku is. Because like these are incredible minds and they managed to get yeah. so far and do so much. But then like the dad's just like pneumonia wipes any, them out. If anyone can sort this, it's <laughs> Senku. If anyone can like fix society, it's Senku. So he's like praising his son. Is it his son? Adopted son? I can't remember. Are they actually yeah so adopted yeah adopted so um interesting yeah so so Senku isn't actually their great 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 ancestor because they're not just in family name just in family name yeah um anyway mm. um which yeah okay right sorry just brain going oh, it's whirring yeah you can see the cogs turning <laughs> He's 10 um, billion percent invested in this franchise. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, I just think that's really, really nice because you basically see um, uh, Dr. Stone 1.0. Uh, you, see, you see the first attempt mm. at trying to rebuild society because they they start a life together. They try and investigate what they can. They're trapped on this island, really, uh, or 
and, and they go to the mainland and they, they sort of have a go at built, rebuilding their society. And obviously pneumonia yeah. wipes uh, a few of them out and then their, their kids sort of grow up and set, set up this village. But then Senku what is comes wild along. to me is that that village survives for 4,000 years. Yeah. Like, like yeah, in, which in begs relative time. Yeah. That, that's my most suspension of disbelief part. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is yeah. the fact that the astronauts, descendants, and everything like, like that comes from that and Ishigami village in 4,000 years, that's as far as they got. It was like they had a solid like base and that was it. There was yeah. no other. There was no other expansion. There were no other settlements. It is just this one village. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it. Uh, yeah, I, I guess it should. That's be... That's a long time. And if you think it about is a like, long Stone time, that's, life expectancies. That's like a thousand gen. No, a uh, hundred generations. Are we saying if it's like forty year lifespan? Or yeah, a, a generations. What every twenty years, maybe. So like. So yeah, that, that is. A lot of inheritance and uh, to, to just exist in this one fishing like 200 community. Two hundred That again, it's a very two hundred generations nitpicky. It is criticism. But it is. But if you're gonna, when everything else is so based in science, it's like uh, yeah. okay, maybe I can. I, I can, I can, I can buy the te- I can there. buy the lack lack of technology thing. Um, mm. Because I just think you know. The, the, well, no, I, I can 100% buy that because the Stone Age lasted for hundreds of thousands of years. It wasn't a, a blip. Mm. Like the, the Stone Age is by far the massive, the, the biggest time period, it, it, you know, known of humanity. Um, yeah. You know, modern civilization outside of the Stone Age is a blip compared to the Stone Age. Um, you look at like the um, Mesolithic era is like 40,000 years or something. I don't know. It's like, it's a huge time frame. So, mm. The technology side of it doesn't bother me, but you're right in the incestu- incestuous line. It's there like, should there should be a much larger Look, we amount. Have, like we can build these like wood thatched huts, and we have like elements of fire, and we can cook, and we can create. But they but they were taught those by their by their parents. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, the, they had those the elements. That, you know, they had the hundred well stories, to, and to they teach had them yeah. Basic no, I, I, I completely. But see, I, I don't disbelieve any of that. I just disbelieve the fact that this is the extent of the the reproduction. And um, obviously, it started <laughs> off slow with more. Bro- uh, only brothers and sisters. I mean, that's that's a thought we don't want to have. But uh, you know, once you've got <laughs> a few that's generations that's in, there much. should be there should be more expanse. <laughs> we, and more we've spreading bred out. it out of the gene pool. <laughs> That's the only way. Just power through. <laughs> Just keep going. Luckily, yeah. it was the International Space Station, so we had various different ethnicities joining in. Yes, but only four people survived. Oh, so there's only so yeah. many ways you can mix and match, unfortunately. Unless we're going to go... Anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I think that, that moment of realisation, that, that is such a beautiful moment in the show. And we do get Lillian's song, which becomes kind beautiful. of the catalyst moving forward with Gen and his imitation of that. And yeah, mm. let's move on to the special then, because the special is where we are left before season three comes out in a in Very a month, soon, yeah. A couple of months. We, ha- we are left with the Ryusei special. Um, 
And it, it which, harks back to is, sort of season one a lot, doesn't it? And it's sort of the way it's yeah. a little bit more whimsical. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of stuff's happening. And like jokes, kind yeah, of a lot of bit jokes. more there isn't that, vibe. Yeah, there isn't that overarching threat of Sukas. Yeah, of like Sukas like is going to come and invade. It's just like, okay, so what do we need to do? Okay, we need to make a boat because we need to go to this location. So what do we need to do? Okay, so here's the rope and. I love it. We get to the big callback to the roadmaps, which we haven't even talked about, like, for the series in general, is the mm. idea that everything we need to create, there is a roadmap to do it, and we have clearly defined steps from the beginning. And so our roadmap this time is we need a ship that can literally help us to travel around the globe. Yeah. Because they want to find okay, they want to so, find the the root of the the, the green glow, don't they? They're, they're trying to find the cause. Yes, trying they're to, trying to find the cause of the petrification. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the roadmaps are pretty cool. Like I think you've always really liked them, sort of seeing it laid out. And I, yeah. I, I agree. I think it is it is pretty. It's a really nice, simple way of just illustrating it in a in a way that we all like get. Like it, it, you harped on about the computer games and that sort of thing, and I think it's definitely got those yeah. elements to it. It feels sort of a bit whimsical, a bit sort of, but it's also like, yeah, okay, I can see. It's um, it's the whole reason that uh, diagrams and flowcharts are a thing is that you simplify <laughs> a complicated concept. So I think, yeah, yes, it, it's really nice. Uh, <laughs> A nice way to illustrate that, um, and we have the boats. We have the boat designs. We have this little voting. Yeah, voting. They, they're working through. Oh, they, they 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 decide to vote, and they do this like manipulation where they put. Oh, uh, the contest! Yeah, the contest to see <laughs> whose boat you're gonna we're gonna build, and you know, there's lots of there's lots of full elements. Like I love the whole um, currency that. Uh, oh, say. he brings in like. Rio say dollars or whatever it yeah. is that he does, and he's like, "Surprise! I've invented capitalism." Yeah, effectively. <laughs> oh, but the- and it's working. Yeah, huh. yeah, and and again, it leaves a bit of a sour taste in your mouth because you're like, "Yeah, you're just do- dominating it." But then by the end of it, um, it does sort of get reset to zero again because um. Mm. Uh, Senku's just like I can't remember what he does to pull it apart. Basically, they need to use all of the money of some some of them. I think I think he falls victim to his own capitalist society because he ends up spending all yeah, his money it's... on the clothes that they design from the hemp, and then and, like yeah. But but the only person who can produce the hemp is Senku's crew, so it's yeah. Like they well, end he just up ends benefit up... from me. Coming out with a lot of shopping bags full of clothes, and Senku's making making bank on all of on all of his purchases, and then um, they use a lot of the other money to actually make the hot air balloon. They have to stitch it yeah. together, don't they, to like make it? I think I think that's what they do. To, to I make think so. The they, actual... they use the they, the 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 motivator is to get more money to make the hot air balloon, but by making the hot air balloon, they're also making clothes. So. It all basically it all comes out in Senku's favor because of yeah. course he's planned this far ahead because of course he's giga brained about everything like this. And there's um, another there's another um, comeuppance for uh, Ryusei when um, <laughs> when they, they want him to pilot the hot air balloon and yeah there's the, they, they're like right we need him to pilot it. Gen, I'm going to leave it to you to to convince him to do something. And Gen's like right, two there are two tickets. Uh, if you pull out the Joker card, it's absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. you win. 
uh, and you get a seat and everyone's like, oh, right. So they're going to make, you say, win a ticket so that he has to, so that he doesn't have to, he can't bargain. And he's like, nah, 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 nah. It's reverse psychology. He doesn't win. Reverse like, Uno. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, Gens won a seat. Oh, wonderful. I'm going to go up. And then Ryusei's like, oh, but I, I kind of want to go up. But I... I want. I want to. I want to do, do that. that. <laughs> it's like, oh well, well, you can buy the ticket off me. So in in essence, because Ryusei was going to charge them for his services to fly the balloon, and it ends up he buys they the ticket to from trick them him into to giving them money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> which again is just it's just really fun. Like it just plays to the character's yeah. strengths. Like Ryusei is this very opportunistic comes from money, knows how to make money. It's very, very mm. good character. And again, is but this I like that he is so still obsessed with like that adventure and that like being a captain. Like he says himself, like I want everything. I want to possess everything. Mm. That's my driving motivation. But yeah. that like hearing that out loud, that sounds a lot like, Oh, he's just greedy. He just wants money. But then mm. in, action it's like no he wants experiences he wants to be the first to do this he wants to like he wants to pilot the balloon he wants to be the first like captain of yeah. the world's first so, so you're saying that like the new world the capitalist and the money side of things is a means to an end a means to fulfill the other the other elements like yeah i i he i'm going to own the oil company as he says and i'm going to mm. set up society so that i'm rich the richest person so that i can then pursue my dreams that's a, it's a very a, a, a nice spin on it on his personality i think i think that's giving him a lot yeah. of credit because i do think he is just a bit of a tyrant he, he he likes like, i don't think he's a bad character because he's doing thing he's not doing anything to hurt anyone but he's definitely taking control of the situation yeah. and he wants like, he that turns power. up and suddenly the entire dynamic has shifted yeah. it's because he's here and he's like i want to be in control i want to be the person who's calling the shots and up to yeah. this point everybody has been very altruistic everybody has yeah. been very well he sees willing to work for the people I think he sees Senku to, to the extreme. Yes. He sees Senku and he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not in competition here. I am nothing here. I need to get a foothold in this. They've all had a lot of time to build their society and build their dynamic. I need to bring something yeah. new to the table. And I don't just what want to be a I pilot. Bring? I don't want to just be the guy that steers the ship because that's nothing in this world. I need I something. I desire everything. So, what do I, what do I, what do I know? I know capitalism. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, um, what, what I have it? an uncanny ability to Supp- pilot ships. <laughs> I know supply and demand. I know, I know how currency works. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm just, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to set it up for better or for worse so that I have the powers back in my control. And I think it comes down to power yeah. and control a lot of what, it, what its desires are, but, um, I think it's a fun character to have. I think it works well. It's a, it's a, I tell you what it is. It's a brilliant move to keep the plot interesting because again, mm. like introducing Chrome to emphasize the changes that Senku's making, this character now is almost bringing a part of society that maybe is what Tsukasa didn't like. It's what, yeah, he it's didn't one of the, want this. He didn't want money and he didn't want like capitalist. Mm. The idea of 
The rich get if richer. If I have more money, I have more power. Yeah, the rich get richer. Like, and, and, and Ryu says, people brought suffer. That back. Yeah. And yeah. And so we now have a very interesting separation of the classes. Part of the show. Yeah, exactly. We are now entering a part of the show where the necessity is we need his Ryusei's skills and we need to like have this boat and to move out. But when we finally get around to awakening Sukasa, because we can assume that obviously he's there, he's the Chekhov's gun of our plot going forward is mm. Sukasa is going to come back. And so when Sukasa yeah. eventually comes back, wow. is he going to like the world that Senku has created with Ryusei and the capitalism and the money and the boats and everything like wow. that? Wow, yeah, no, that's that's definitely where it's going to go, isn't it? I hadn't really thought that far ahead. And obviously you've read the manga, so you know that that's where it goes. But um, <laughs> or, or it I'll doesn't, it might not. There might be another twist. But no, I think that is exactly what it's setting up for. So that's really... That that is going to be really interesting to see what happens there and how that how that ends. So how how much yeah. is left in terms of like if you, obviously the, the I'm not saying anime often goes at a different pacing to the manga, but Absolutely. like how far through the manga are we at this stage? So at this point, like the Ryusei oh, because Ryusei, stuff, Ryusei, Ryusei is, is isn't that is that is that is that canon? Is that is that part of the manga? Yeah. It is a, they basically took, I think maybe five or so chapters and then like combined it into one special. Yeah. uh, For the Ryusei special. So I would say we are about at the halfway point. Oh, wow. Okay. So still another couple of seasons at least. Yeah. I would say we are, uh, so the next season, uh, that is coming out in April is called New World is the name of it. And that's basically going to take us through. Oh, good morning, morning, world. So we're probably going to be hitting the next, I would say maybe the entirety of the next arc, which is the Treasure Island arc. And then after Mm. that, we have a bit more. So if it goes the same route as season one, and we're going to get like a 24 episode season, I think the first 12 episodes are going to be Treasure Island. And then after that, we're probably going to get introduced to the new world aspect of uh, the show. And from that point onwards, we've maybe got like one or two more seasons left. Like, depending on how they adapt this, we could be flying into the finale, especially because we don't have any more manga to go off. And the prime motivator for anime is we're here to sell the manga. We need to sell the manga, sell the merchandise. So I could see this next season flying into approaching the final arc. Yeah. Like okay. if they were like, okay. So, so mind. I think we've at least got two seasons left. Okay. All right. Well, look, I think we've covered a lot. My final question to you is uh-huh. first, well, actually, yeah. My final question to you is, does the manga do a good job of finishing off? Cause I, does it how does it end you well? don't want to be so committed and then for it to be a crap ending you don't want to, you i mean don't i'm not saying that all through all of this i'm not saying <laughs> to, that to, for just, it to not land i just wondered whether you enjoyed it whether you thought it was a satisfying conclusion to the series so, i would yeah. say that out of all the shonen uh manga that i finished and mm. have ended their runs during the time that I've been like actively reading them, I would say Dr. Stone has one of the most satisfying endings that I have. so good to hear. 
and like okay. experienced. And yeah. I have issues with it. I still have problems. There are issues with the pacing of the final few arcs and stuff. But I would say everything taken into account, I think that Dr. Stone manages to find that balance and manages to land on its feet. There's a few wobbles, but it nails it. And so Brilliant. that's why I'm so excited to see how they do it what's coming it. up yeah. after this. Yeah. So okay. I'm excited for New World. I'm excited for what comes next. Cool. And final question is, what's your favorite invention? Ooh, ramen. Of course 100%. it is. Just, it. just them inventing ramen and then just everyone being like, because I, I just love the fact that they just normalize that food science is science and the fact that they're just like, hey, look, if we make things that are tasty, people will want to work for us. Yeah. Let's do that. Like trading your skills. If I'm a good chef, I can trade my skills as being a chef to make have somebody build a house for me. Like I love mm. that idea. And even though it's not true ramen because they use foxtail wheatgrass or whatever, it's a it's it's the perfect personification of Dr. Stone of like science is a force for good and it is a force for <laughs> things that people enjoy. How about you? What's your favorite uh, invention? Uh, probably, uh, carbon fiber is pretty dope. I like that. That was pretty impressive. But also (laughs) sulfuric acid, that whole arc of getting this sulfuric acid, I thought was amazing. But it was so visually We didn't even talk about the personification of like concepts, like in the Ryusei special as is the whole thing with the dragon that is like a Storm. weather formation yeah as a dragon it was just yeah. it's so sick it's like, really yeah. good really good um go yeah. watch dr stone and i think that's how we, how we go watch this. it yeah. go now go, go watch dr stone <laughs> and uh then come back here and let us know what you think because uh it's pretty it's pretty pretty dope as far as we're concerned and we're all very excited Absolutely. for the new series so uh we'll leave it there thank you sam thank you everyone who's watched <laughs>